Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for our last August edition of the MFCC podcast for 2022. Yes, it's almost Labor Day weekend. I know a lot of you are dreading that particular holiday because around these parts, it signals the end of the summer for a lot of people. It signals back to school, you know, perhaps closing up seasonal residences down Cape. Um, You know, it's the end of the line for a lot of folks with their free time before they start up work again in school and other things in the fall. I know for me as a kid, I absolutely hated Labor Day weekend because it meant starting school and getting off the beach and not being able to be out on the boat. It was just terrible. So my condolences for all you children out there, all the teachers out there. I feel your pain, but I'm glad I don't feel it anymore. Because for my money, the month of September is one of the most beautiful here on Cape Cod. And it's still absolutely beautiful outside. And Cape waters are still loaded with fish. So we got a really busy show in store for you today. We've got three great guests. We've got MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins waiting on the phone to join me momentarily. We're then going to be joined by Ian McPartland from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock. And last but not least, our good buddy Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So let's get right to it. Well, as usual, up first on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this beautiful Friday morning? Doing pretty well, Kevin. Nice sunny day. A little breezy southwest wind. Perfect summer morning here on Cape Cod. So I know you've been out doing some fishing uh, this week, and we're going to get into that. I also know you've got a trip planned for later this evening. Uh, Are you going to be going out in Cape Cod Bay? That is my plan for later this evening. I'm taking Ryan Monk, his son Cooper, and their little cousin Jackson out fishing. And Brian is a sponsor of my fishing Cape Cod. Him and his brother own CMS Landscape over in Bourne. And we're going to head out and hopefully get on some peanut bunker blitzes because I've been hearing that peanut bunker are starting to show up. Been hearing about some blitzes in Cape Cod Bay. And I also saw a ton of peanut bunker yesterday when I was coming in from a fluke trip into Sacquatucket Harbor on the other side of the Cape in Harwich. So that's what we're hoping for later today. If that fails, then earlier in the week, I had some luck tube and worm trolling between the canal and Barnesville Harbor. And I know you've done that with me before. So it was good to find some schools of fish along that stretch as well. So if the peanut bunker option doesn't pan out, then we can always put the the tube and worm out and hopefully troll up some fish. Now those schools that you were running into, you know, down, we'll call it deep inside Cape Cod Bay, you know, down past the east end of the canal, uh, you know, were there some bigger fish in there? Were there some at least recreational slot fish? You know, it's kind of surprising, Kevin, because over the years, especially in that stretch, when the rock goes over, you expect it to be a quality fish, you know, 20 pounds and up. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to keep track of the sizes of all the fish I caught. And my average fish, tubal worm trolling, 
off of Sandy Neck in particular was 20 to 25 pounds. But this past week, most of them were under the slot limit, which is really quite different. I caught a lot of fish that were between 23 and 27 inches trolling tubes. And that is not the normal thing for that area, but I suppose it does bode well for the future. I also understand this week, uh, Ryan, since we've recorded our last podcast, you get a chance to do some brown shark fishing. Yes, a couple nights ago I went out with Nick Calabrese, and we didn't have any luck, Kevin, but the guys who were fishing down the beach from us, they did land a brown shark, and another group hooked up with a stingray that they fought for two and a half hours, and they were actually able to land the stingray, which is not typical because the big stingrays that inhabit Nantucket Sound and Vineyard Sound, they're like giant suction cups, and they are incredibly difficult to move off the bottom. You know, I'm talking stingrays that weigh hundreds of pounds, and I didn't even know these stingrays existed until several years ago. So even though we didn't have any luck, it was a good chance for me to meet up with Nick. And Nick, actually, if you go over to the blog, Kevin, he published a full article about the work that he's doing as a scientist using video cameras to survey cod. So, very cool article there if you'd like to go check it out on the blog. Now, this is going to be our last podcast recording in the month of August, so it's pretty much officially funny fish season here in the waters off Cape Cod. What are you hearing about false albacore, Ryan? I'm hearing they arrived a little earlier than typical, and I say earlier than typical because, you know, who really knows what is typical these days with regards to climate change and all that sort of stuff. But the first albies that I saw posted inside our forum on myfishingcapecod.com came up on August 19th. So that seems a little early for me. I mean, if you're listening to this, if you've heard of albies being caught earlier than that, feel free to reach out. But the action from Harwich to Falmouth seems to be pretty good. I've heard about some albies in Buzz's Bay, which bodes well. Last year, the action just wasn't really as good as it has been in years past. And I also didn't hear about really any albies being caught last year in the canal. So hopefully that'll change this year. It seems to be off to a better start already in the Buzzards Bay area. But if you go inside the forum, there's a topic that's called 2022 Funny Fish. And the guys in there have been great. And the ladies have been great. They've been posting daily updates about the success they're having. I've seen one albie. I can't remember the member who posted it, but it was a 29-inch albie. Mm. That is a huge false albacore that he posted inside the forum. So really, uh, it's it's happening. It really is. I hope everybody, if you're listening to this, if you're new to albie fishing, just try to keep your cool out there. It's kind of probably not going to help at all if I talk about it because people get crazy out there driving around, but there's lots of kayakers and it's just not fun when, you know, folks are cruising 40 miles per hour into the schools. So hopefully the etiquette this year will be a little bit better than in previous. But we also have a, uh, 
a tournament, Kevin. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're going to dive into it with Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi a little bit later in the show, but I want you to give a, a preview of the Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Anglers Cup, which I know has 1500 bucks in cash prizes available to members of My Fishing Cape Cod. I think that's awesome. It is awesome. And what we're going to do is we're using the Fish Donkey app. It's an app that is specifically created for running fishing tournaments. And you can go on the app store and download it. And then once you download Fish Donkey, you can search on the app for Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Anglers Cup, and it'll pop right up. For adults, it's $19 to enter. And for the largest bluefish, Albi and Benito, it's $500 for each category. So let's say you swept all three categories. Well, then you'd be awarded $1,500. And we also have some Mighty Fish gift certificates for second place. And we have some more prizes that I will be sharing soon. In addition, we have a junior division for ages 14 and younger. And my fishing Cape Cod member, John Gitlin, donated three brand new rods and reels, rigged up and ready to go for Albi fishing. And that will be the winning prize for the junior categories. So ages 14 and under, largest bluefish, you get a rod and reel valued at 250 bucks. And same goes for largest Benito and largest Albi. So check it out. Download the Fish Donkey app. Anybody can enter. You don't have to be a member of My Fishing Cape Cod. It's our first time doing this, but we already have at least maybe a dozen, 15 folks who have entered over the past few days. So I'm looking forward to this competition. Should be fun. And in addition to that, Ryan, on the topic of, of Funny Fish and Albies, uh, we still have the members-only course open until September 15th, right, on, on False Albacore? That's correct. So if you're looking to catch your first ever Albi, but you don't know where to start, we have a course on my fishing Cape Cod for members, the three-day mini course, and it will go through the bare bones essentials to get you that first Albi. You know, with all the information, especially on the internet, it's like sometimes information overload. And my idea with this email course is to send you one email per day for three days covering areas where you can find them, the gear you need, and techniques you can use to catch them. Very simple, straightforward to hopefully help you catch your first Albi this 2022 season. You can go see that over on the blog on myfishingcapecon.com and click through and join that course now through September 15th. Now, I know the the water inside Cape Cod Bay, I can speak to that, you know, being a resident here on the inside and taking a dip almost daily. We've really got to that point in the late summer, we're in late August, pushing toward Labor Day, where the water inside the bay, you know, it's, it's really warm. Um, it's like a heated swimming pool almost. And in addition to that, you know, south of the Cape, we get these tropical currents that come up south of the vineyard that also bring up tropical species and we also like to talk to our friends down at the goose you know about the canyons this time of year uh what are you hearing in terms of other species ryan that are kind of coming up this way other than the funny fish i've seen a lot of photos in the forum of mahi being caught a couple really big ones too 
Chris Gagne got a huge mile. He probably the biggest one I've ever seen. And a few of the other members have caught some good size ones, as well as quite a few peanut monkeys that are, you know, much smaller, you know, 20 inch size range, but still a lot of fun. I've personally only caught mahi down in Costa Rica, but you don't have to go to Costa Rica right now if you want to catch one. You know, south of the vineyard, over to Block Island, if you can find some high flyers, some lobster buoys, some weed lines, they're very attracted to debris in the water. You can use lures or little pieces of bait, and it's a pretty cool opportunity right now. So there's, there's more information on the forum. I haven't personally been out there, so I can't speak from personal experience, but I also know my friend Todd Baranowski and Richard Plummer, they had a great trip maybe a week, eight days ago out in that area. They even hooked up with a marlin. Uh, they saw albies out there, and they caught a brown shark out there as well. So all sorts of stuff happening south of the vineyard. Now, back home closer you know, to where you and I grew up inside Cape Cod Bay, uh, you know, one thing we like to do is target to tog, and that's usually more of a springtime, uh, I'll say, fishery for us. But I know you've wanted to kind of put some time in in the summer as well inside Cape Cod Bay. Yeah, I've got some ideas looking forward here, jumping ahead into September. As you mentioned, tog, you know, for us is typically a buzzards bay thing during the spring and later in the fall. In this past spring, I had a great trip catching Tatak from shore on Buzzards Bay. Got like a dozen keepers in one morning, which was a ton of fun, especially just, you know, not doing it from a boat was, was super cool. So looking forward into September, I've got some ideas for places in Cape Cod Bay in particular where I might be able to catch some Tatak from shore. I've been eyeing the breakwater in Provincetown Harbor and actually – my wife and I, Lauren, we just booked a room in P-Town for uh, the second week in September. And I've got to hopefully get out there and devote some time to doing that. So just another cool, you know, something different to try as we're moving into the fall here. So I'll keep you all posted with how things go. And finally, Ryan, before I let you go, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the online course uh, in whale safety that's now up on the website. Yes, lots of online courses happening right now on myfishingcapecod.com. If you go over to the blog, you'll see a recent post about Sea Spout Watch Out. It's an online course that's being offered. We didn't create it. We're teaming up with an organization that is helping to spread awareness about whale safety. As we all know, what happened off Plymouth this past summer with all the pogies and the humpbacks, there are so many close encounters between boaters and whales. So it's a great little course just to help increase safety for not just boaters, but for the whales. And as a bonus, if you are one of the first 300 people to complete the course, you got to get a brand new free pair of Sheehan Family Company's polarized sunglasses. So you can get a free pair of sunglasses just by successfully completing this online course about whale safety. And again, if you go over to the blog on myfishingcapecod.com, you'll see it right there. All right, Ryan, that's a lot of great information we packed into this week's podcast. I know you're getting ready for your trip on the Miss Loretta later today, so I will let you skedaddle, and we look forward to catching up with you in September. 
Sounds good, Kevin. Have a great weekend, and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our long-lost buddy, Ian McPartland, from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock in Orleans. Ian, it's been too long, my friend. Absolutely. It's, a, it's always a pleasure, man. Nice to talk to you guys. Well, hopefully I haven't talked to you in a while because you've been out on the water. Have you had a chance to do some fishing this summer? I have, man. I've, uh, in the last, like, week, week and a half, almost two weeks now, I've been doing, like, double duty. So I do my striper from the beach at night, and I've been um, disembarking before work and doing kayak pretty much every day that the weather is allowing me to, uh, to get on these albies. Well, give us a report from the uh, striper aspect. I know we don't have a ton of, I'll say, surf casting reports from time to time on the podcast. It's a lot of boat reports. So give us yep. a surf casting report. Yeah, so to be totally honest, it's a great time because I, uh, I killed them last night. Uh, I mean, all these same peanuts and small sand eels that, um, that the albies are eating, these stripers are eating too. So I definitely downsized in the bait um, just to match the hatch a little bit. But I went down for dusk. And probably got um, no exaggeration, probably 15 stripers on top water before dark, and then uh, it continued on for probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours into the dark. So um, it was epic. It was uh, it was really incredible. Now, what were you throwing at him that was so successful? Um, I was throwing my good old fashioned uh, cotton cordell pencil popper for the top water. And then uh, I actually stayed throwing it. I worked it a little bit slower, but I stayed throwing it in the dark, and they were still smacking it. But um, I did miss a couple of fish in the dark, so I switched it up to the SP Minnow. Very cool. And in terms of bluefish, are you seeing any of those out there? Um, in the sound when I'm launching in the kayak, it's um, there's a good amount of blues, especially I did kind of a morning send, and then I went out um, for about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, uh, time frame and I didn't find any albies but I did find a bait and it was all um, pretty decent sized bluefish in the afternoon. Very cool. Now you, I know you're an albie guy and I know you like to yeah. get out there in, in the kayak and from the website we have a you know a funny fish 2022 thread going on in the forum. It seems like folks started catching albies all the way back you know a week to 10 days ago. Does it seem like they've shown up a little bit earlier this year to you? Um, I mean yeah, I think that uh, probably a week earlier, you know, but uh, every year it's a little bit different. You know, if we get a little bit different weather patterns or the bait just stacks up right, um, you know, I'm probably scoping for them uh, a solid two to three weeks before they ever show up, really, you know. that uh, The first, like, week or two that they show up can, um, can be super beneficial before uh, a lot of boats get on them, you know. Yep. That's that's totally understandable, and I know one of the things we just had Ryan on the podcast before your visit with me here, and you know he was preaching just good boater etiquette. You know, for kayak fishermen like yourself, uh, you definitely don't want to go blasting through these schools of albies. You know, at thirty, forty miles an hour, and you know send the fish down, or, or uh, you know yeah. worse, put somebody in danger. Yeah, I mean, I almost got um, I almost got hit. Um, out in front of a koi in the kayak twice last year. Um, just people not keeping their eyes peeled. And, yeah, just boater etiquette. I mean, the, the fact that matters is, like, running gunning doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't. It just pushes the fish down. So you might think that you're you're getting on them, but you're just, uh, you're just pushing them down and pushing them away, you know? Totally. And let's talk about the offshore game real quick. I know Phil, you know, this is his passion, and this time of year – 
Uh, I've been watching you guys on Instagram and whatnot. You're kind of preaching, you know, to the canyon fishermen. I know there's a lot of really tropical fish as well. South of the vineyard, I'm hearing reports of mahi and marlin being taken, you know, real close to home. What are you hearing in terms of offshore? Yeah, well, I uh, guess where Phil is at right now. Probably the canyons. <laughs> He's out of the canyons, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. So I think that, um, I mean, I just got here at 930, but I heard through the grapevine that they, they hooked a they hooked a sail and dropped one, um, but they're still out there, and you know they won't come back from the canyons empty-handed. So. No, absolutely not. And the most important part of the canyons this time of year is just getting these weather windows, right, where it lays down and makes yeah. it comfortable for boats to get out there. Now, in terms of offshore stuff, Ian, you know, are you guys all stocked up for these guys? You know, it seems like the smaller squid are, are the ones that are working. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're so stocked up. We've been getting a lot of the Ronzies, the new paddle tails. And I know uh, um, just before you talked to me, you were helping somebody, you know, send them out back to the outdoor center. Are you guys still stocked up on, you know, uh, kayaks, paddle boards, all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, this is the time of year to have a pedal drive. I've probably, just in launching at some of these boat ramps, I've probably talked to like half a dozen people that are just like amazed by the thought of having one of those for fishing. Um, this is the time of year to get it because, I mean, I probably targeted the Albies from shore for the better part of a decade, and I love it, but it can be the most frustrating thing on the face of the planet. And the amount of fish that I caught last year because I had the pedal drive just, absolutely blew my numbers out of the water so um yeah it's 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 the the vessel of choice for me you know yeah no that's yeah it's pretty cheap when it's uh human dress well that's what i was gonna say the gas prices are also good on yours i assume right yeah yeah i mean it, uh the extent of my expenses for uh for launching is a beach sticker you know Absolutely. Now, the last thing I wanted to just touch base with you on before I let you get back to the busy store is just the store itself. Can you give me, you know, your schedule for the upcoming Labor Day holiday? Yep. So we're, uh, we open at eight and we're going to be open till six o'clock. I come in at 930. So we kind of have like a morning crew and an afternoon crew. And then Sundays we're, we're open at eight and we close at four. So you guys are open and ready for action all Labor Day weekend. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be heading down to visit you. I, I want to really thank you, you know, for taking time out of your schedule, and I hope we can catch up with you before the season ends as well. Absolutely, man. It was always a pleasure. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy and proud MFCC member Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. And Bruno, I know you were out on the water earlier today on board the Gaviota. It was a beautiful day out there. It was a wonderful day out there. Uh, hello, MFCC members. It was uh, it was a great day to be on the water. Nice and calm, sunny skies, shorts and a t-shirt, and hunting fish. Absolutely, we had you know nice, calm, pretty much no wind here today in the the Greater Cape region, which has been a, a rarity. I feel like this year, and we we dodged most of the rain and thunderstorms that have come through the area. Earlier this week, 80 degrees plus out there, beautiful day, and I'll tell you what, I was thrilled to see how beautiful and flat calm it was, Bruno, this morning when I woke up, because I know you and Cousin Eddie, Eddie Kuyumjian from Monomoy Tackle, you guys were kind enough to take the folks out who won the trip with you, uh, the donors from the Fluke versus Cancer fundraiser to benefit Boston Children's Hospital, and that was Tim Whitman and Mark Bonvillar. 
proud MFCC member. So give us the report. How was the fluking out there with those guys? Well, those guys were great. And I could tell you, you know, it's been a long time since I've gone fishing with someone that can take care of their own dogfish. You know what I mean by that, Kevin? Yep, absolutely. You know, dogfish is just part of fishing, especially when you fish in the bottom. And uh, those guys had no problems unhooking their dogfish and handling their business themselves. So it was a refreshing thing. These guys were pros, great anglers, um, and it was uh, it was very it was a very nice day on the water. It's super calm, probably calmer than Kevin Collins in a gunfight. That's Ooh. how calm it was. Wow, that's you know? pretty calm. Yeah, that's pretty calm. So. Um, Beautiful day out there. At first, we, we tried some uh, numbers that Eddie and I usually work this time of the year. Um, unfortunately, that was nothing but dogfish. I mean, there was so much dogfish. They were busting at the surface. I mean, it was that bad. So we quickly wrapped it up there and decided to move. Uh, we worked the um, big round shoal area, and there's some uh, holes and and. and Spots that Eddie and I like to work in that area, big round shoal, and uh, we quickly start hooking up on some nice fluke, uh, up to 22 inches. Uh, my son Emir actually outfished everyone on the boat today. He had some sort of technique that got it done. The best bait uh, that we saw work was uh, spearing today, and. Uh, we brought some uh, fluke bellies. We brought some squid. We brought uh, some spearing. Uh, so we brought the we brought the whole nine yards. We brought a buffet with us, but it seemed like the spearing was what was getting it done. Bruno, what were you know the biggest fish that you were catching out there? I know uh, you mentioned to me when we were chatting a little bit earlier in the day. Um, you know that that doormat class fish that you know the twenty eight inch fish weren't necessarily, you know, around, but what size fish were you guys getting today? Um, we was we were seeing fish in the eighteen to twenty two inch class. Um those are great fish for the dinner plate. Um definitely no doormats, but it was very consistent. And both boats were pretty close to their limit by the time we decided to head back. Well, that sounds like an extremely productive day, and I also understand you've got a trip on the horizon for tomorrow. Hopefully the weather is equally as good. Tell everybody a little bit about what your plan is for tomorrow morning. Well, so I finally convinced Cousin Eddie to go tuna fishing with me. Um, My Cousin Eddie has been refusing to go tuna fishing with me because... We all know how addictive tuna fishing can be, and he was worried that he was going to get addicted to it. So I'm sure he will get addicted to it, uh, but at least, um, you know, that sword comes to him in the way of his own cousin. So I will be taking Cousin Eddie out to the sword tomorrow. We're going to be trolling around some bars and dropping some some lines down to the bottom and jigging up and see if we can get ourselves a nice uh, bluefin tuna to take home. Yeah, that sounds like an absolutely great day, Bruno. And I know 
it was a little bit different area last year. I went with you out to Crab Ledge, and it was the first time I had trolled for bluefin. Certainly a fish live bait, you know, plenty of times. But that's another thing that hopefully before the end of the season, you know, you and I can get back out into that area and do some trolling. I think it's it's a really fun way to fish for people that haven't done it yet. It is a great time. Um, the sword is a is not exactly reachable by most folks with boats, but it's really nice in the fall when when those schooly bluefin come really close to Crab's Ledge. Mm. I mean, I've caught them as close as the four or five mile marker, right off the beaches off Chatham. So, yep. um, it, it's a great fishery. We're lucky to have it, and we're lucky to see it come back in such great numbers. You know, going from almost being extinct to where it is today, it's it's really nice to see that Noah's done a great job of uh, resurrecting the the species to come back so strong. Now, Bruno, speaking of the you know the Chatham area, Monomoy, uh, let's talk funny fish a little bit. We talked Benito uh, a couple weeks ago before you went on your trip to Alaska. You hearing anything about Albies? Albies are in thick. Over at Monomoy and at um, um, all over the Sound, really. Uh, they started off, I think, last week. We, we started hearing of guys out in Katua, the Falmouth area, started getting them, and they've moved up now. And we've, we've got them all the way up to Monomoy now. Um, it seems as though slack tide at Monomoy is when they're the most active. Um, and busting at the surface and got birds on them. Uh, but anytime right before slack and right after slack seems to be the best time to get on them. Uh, guys trolling are definitely getting a lot more bites than guys that are um, um, chasing them down and, and, and shotgun style. But, uh, but they are here in big numbers. As a matter of fact, as you know, we have the... Um, Taping Islands Mitsubishi Anglers Cup this year. From first annual Anglers Cup, we try it out, seeing if we can get members engaged in a fishing tournament. And um, we already um, have a 26-inch Albi on the books. So uh, the biggest bluefish Albi and Bonito and first place wins a $500 uh, cash prize so uh, take a look at it on the forums and get involved because it's a pretty cool thing that um, um, you know Ryan put together but um, yeah Albies are out there Bonito are out there um, I haven't heard too much of Striper but Striper has been so good I don't think they went anywhere and uh, and it's uh, it's pretty good fishing right now for the summer well, Bruno, that, that was an awesome report. Uh, thank you for all you do for the MFCC community. It was a great charitable trip you did today uh, for the Fluke vs. Cancer outing to benefit Boston Children's Hospital. It's awesome work that you do, and can't thank you enough for being part of the podcast as well, my man. Well, I can't thank you guys and MFCC members for stepping up and donating towards the cause and, and uh Really, really, we couldn't have done this without the MFCC members. So thank you to everybody. You know, this between last year and this year, we're, we're hovering around $10,000 raised so far. So 
this is fantastic. Let's keep the momentum going. I can't wait to see what we can pull off next year. Yeah, and the fishing, Bruno, this year, as you mentioned, the striped bass, you know, we've taken a step forward here. The volume, the quality of fish that we're getting, it just seems like not just stripers, but bluefish and blues, uh, bluefin tuna, and there's just, you know, this cod around now. Um, there's so many different fish that you can target, and it just seems like they're in greater numbers and, you know, bigger quantities. So let's hope we keep the momentum going into the fall. From your mouth to God's ears, Kevin. All right, Bruno, thank you so much for taking time, you know, out of your busy week to join us here. I know we had a double dip with the Alaska podcast that we recorded earlier in the week, and now we did our usual fishing report. So thanks for double dipping with us and look forward to catching up with you in the near future. Thanks, Kevin. Tight lines, guys. My thanks to MFCC member Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. And I want to take a moment to thank all of our guests that took time out of their busy schedules this week, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Ian McPartland from down behind the very busy counter of the Goose Hummock Shop in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. And last but not least, special shout out to Bruno. As I mentioned, the Alaska podcast episode that we published and recorded with Bruno earlier in the week is live on the website. So he double dipped and did two full podcasts for us this week. So shout out to Bruno for doing a little bit of extra work. And that's going to put the wraps on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Sure hope you all enjoyed it. We are headed into a long Labor Day weekend holiday. I know there's a lot of long and sad faces that the summer is over for some folks, but still a lot of great weather to look forward to and plenty of good fishing windows in September and October. So plenty still to come, not only in the waters off Cape Cod, but on the website and right here on the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. So this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again in September, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care. <laughs>